Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Taking the big steps of going to therapy as a couple is a remarkable milestone. It shows commitment, dedication, and honest investment in improving the health of a relationship. While couples therapy can help bring partners closer together, it can also highlight a need for partners to walk away. And for some couples, including our 90-day ones, that decision to stay together or separate can be extremely difficult to navigate. I'm Sukanya Krishnan. You can call me Suki. And this is 90-Day The Last Resort Sessions. So should you stay or should you go? How do you know when you've reached the right place? We have all the 90-day last resort resident therapists here to help us answer that golden question. Dr. Janie Lacey is a relationship trauma psychotherapist, and we've been watching her work with the couples all season long. Dr. Jason Pettigrass is a clinical therapist and an ordained minister. And last but not least, we have Petey Silvera, who is a marriage and family therapist with a specialty in past life regression. Welcome back, guys. So great to have you here. Dr. Janie, I'm going to start off with you. The golden question is, is there a way to know when your partner is in it for the long haul? So there's a couple of things that people can think about if they're wondering if their partner is in it for the long haul. The first one is going to be obvious. Are they making plans with you for the future? Like, are they talking about vacation? Are they talking about going to Paris? And another telltale sign that I'll see with my couples that I'm working with in therapy is, are they invested in the relationship? So for one, they're coming to therapy. Are they making the effort? Are they doing the things to resolve conflict, to improve their communication, to do the things to make the relationship healthy? So as a therapist, I'm looking for those signs. When they come back, is there some level of investment in that sense? 
And another common sign that some of the listeners can probably look for is, are they wanting you to meet important people in their life? Because if they don't want you to meet their mama, they probably don't want you to be around, right? So are you meeting the the new people in their life? Are you meeting their friends and family? That's a sure sign that they want to include you in their future. All right, Dr. Jason, this is something that you hear both in ministry and also in your clinical practice. Do couples really understand what they're getting into when they commit to someone in this way, for better or for worse? I've had the pleasure of officiating six weddings to date. So when when you talk about vows, you talk about the commitment that you make to one another. And what I do often in session with married couples is I ask them, do you remember your vows? It's a level of accountability. I can take you back to the words you uttered to your partner, for better, for worse, to death do us part. And as therapists, we see they don't hold true to those vows. Mm -hmm. So I'll ask them, hey, do you remember the vows? And to speak those vows and just to remember the commitment you've made to each other, it's really about accountability. I think couples value their partner's word. When you tell your partner something, you want to believe that you're going to honor that word. So it's very easy to take couples back to that accountability. Say, hey, you promised these things. Now you're not abiding by them. Those are some tough conversations to have because you're right. Sometimes you take those vows and you're just so caught up in the moment and not realizing that this is a forever moment that we're talking about. So, Petey, give me some of the unconventional signs that you could look out for in a couple to determine if there is a problem. We do know power struggles and arguments, these are all normal parts of a relationship. So what I'm looking for is pattern, Suki. Mm. Do they jump right to wanting to separate when there's been discourse? Or are they looking for ways to repair and reconnect? What has been their pattern? We see history here. There is historical evidence. And it's so important to pull those pieces out for couples, to bring that level of awareness. Because once they see, ah, we did have success with that. Oh, I do have something to build on. I can move through this. It's crucial. So that's what I'm looking for. You know me, I'm always looking for the pattern. Of course, we can never really know what the future holds. We're all wondering who's going to make it and who's really going to call it quits. One of the couples that really surprised all of us, I really think, is Big Ed and Liz. But truthfully, as we near the end of their couple therapy weeks, you know, they seem to really be getting in a groove. So let's hear what Big Ed had to say, and then we can all react to it. There's no question that I want to be with you, that you're the one for me. There's there's no more of that. So I'm going to start there. That's huge because I don't think we've really heard him commit to that like in a serious way. Petey, did you get the sense that he is moving in the right direction? I really did, Suki. I did sense that Ed was going to move in the right direction because they both, from the work that they had done, were seeing their choices and their roles in the relationship. They really could understand what was behind choosing each other for a partner and then starting to make choices on what they wanted to see stay in the relationship and what they wanted to see change so they could finally move forward. And when you did the past life regression, I mean, it was so telling and so painful about what Ed was dealing with. What was that aha moment for him that he was able to connect the dots and then move forward from there? 
The aha moment for him was that he finally realized that he had been sabotaging all along. He never felt worthy of love. So as long as Liz decided to stay with him, he could accept it for a period of time and then blow it up over and over and over because his core belief was, I am not worthy of her. Now, how did that come out and look for her? It was very difficult, but he did come to that conclusion. He saw that. Dr. Janie, I'm going to throw the next question at you. When you have somebody that feels that they're not worthy of your love, how do you then as a partner help heal those deep wounds and understand and help them be your partner equally? Well, the first thing is you can't completely heal them. You can only help heal them. If you understand what their core wounds are and you also understand what triggers them in the relationship, how you move around those triggers and how you approach their core wounds, you want to approach it with sensitivity. You want to have validation. You want to have empathy. And you also want to be at a place where you also have that good old word I like to use is emotional maturity. So at sometimes you have an awareness that whatever is triggering them, it's not necessarily about you. How do you know when somebody's making progress? Because I got to imagine there's been people that can sit in front of you that, you know, say all the right things, but then they go home and they they don't really practice those moments that they have with you. So how do you know, Dr. Jason, when someone's, you know, doing the real deal? Uh, The first thing is a change, a change in a pattern. When couples come in, we do an intake and we want to know what are the major concerns. Well, in the following sessions, we want to see the progress. We want to hear from the other person. Hey, we had a problem with affection. This person is being more intimate. So I think that's one of the things we can look for. The second thing we want to see is the time allocated to working on a relationship. Whether it's 15 minutes a day, whether it's an hour or two a week, set aside time to work on the relationship. Instead of working your relationship into your schedule, work your schedule around your relationship. And I think that's very important when couples really adopt that mindset that we have to focus now on the other person and not so much what I need, but what what I can give to the other person. We can only do so much in an hour as a therapist, right? We we only have that small window to work from. Mm -hmm. The real battle starts when they leave our office, when they go back into their homes. That is where the work needs to be put in. Putting it all into practice. Dr. Janie, Dr. Jason, and Petey, this is a loaded question, and I don't know if there's like a graduation day for therapy. Like, do you tell people, we have done all the work that we can right here, ladies and gentlemen, and it's time for the two of you to move on. Is there a way that you tell people it's time to go? I think they pretty much have that internal timeline, that intuitive feel. I think we see us making progress. We see us have being able to use the good communication tools that you have taught us. We see that we can come to resolution. I mean, all of the factors are working then. So you're always going to have upset. You're going to always have in-laws and issues and all the things, but it's what you choose to do with them. And hopefully they now now are empowered, they can feel that empowerment and they will act on it themselves. People have an internal timeline of, I'm good now. I think I'm good. I may come back in a couple months and, you know, do a little session, but I'm good right now. 
All right. So intrinsically, you feel the vibe going on. Dr. JD, do you agree? Yes, I agree with everything Petey said. A couple of things that I would add is one of the ways that I measure with my couples is I go back to the goals that they set when they first came in, right? So if they've accomplished those goals and there's some level of success there, whether it's their, you know, as Petey said, improved communication, are they having better conflict? Is there recovery from a specific crisis that they've came in from? And are they putting those tools in place, as PD mentioned, effectively. But the other thing I would also add that I think is important with couples is there an increased understanding at this point, if I'm looking at graduating them or decreasing their amount of time that's coming into therapy? And are they self-sufficient? Are they putting things in practice? So there's a lot of ways that we can measure mm-hmm. that, but how we approach that conversation, it's not that we're kicking them out of our office, but let's say, you know, coming back less frequently and then we can trickle off. We're going to hear from some of our couples who may not be in it for the long haul. I didn't say I don't love him. I said I'm no longer in love with him. We're trying to figure out. Well, I can't help that. And also, we're going to explore when it may be time to throw in the towel. That's a tough one. I'm Sukanya Krishnan. You can call me Suki. And that's next on 90 Day, The Last Resort Sessions. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. (laughs) 
I'm Sukanya Krishnan, you can call me Suki, and this is 90 Day The Last Resort Sessions. We've all become so invested in what happens to these 90-day couples, and now they've nearly completed couples therapy, and it's time for them to really determine who is going to be in it for the long haul. The 90-day last resort resident therapists are all here with me, Dr. Janie Lacey, Dr. Jason Pentegrast, and Peter Silvera, all here to give their insights into which couples have the necessary foundation to survive and which ones may still need some work. How do we broaden it out in general and really help our listeners understand when you're in it for the long haul and do you have the proper foundation? Dr. Jason. The foundation is everything. The foundation is the strength of the building. Whatever you have built on top of that can only stand up to the foundation. So in some cases, in many cases, couples don't build the right foundation. And through counseling, we have to sometimes tear it back down and build it back up. So I think any foundation can be fortified. The couples have to be in a unified decision, a position to move forward and work through the problems. But understand that sometimes to build it back up, you got to tear it down first. All right. Petey, what do you think about the foundational work that we need to really survive in a relationship? Well, I think I've said this maybe before, but I really believe that honesty and trust, it becomes the foundation for everything in a successful relationship. Because trust, trust is so crucial. And trust takes time. And it's built after weeks and months and years of being who you say you are and doing what you say you'll do. Years. Then you have to sprinkle in all of the rest, the good communication, the patience, the faithfulness, forgiveness forgiveness, grace, commitment. There's so many things. Is this part of their foundation? Can they access it? And that's what's going to give us the clues as to the structure of their foundation. And then we as therapists can work from there to build up each piece for success. One of the things that I also took away is the non-negotiables too, guys, right? You know, you got to know what your negotiables are and what your non-negotiables are. So let's talk about some of the couples because some of the foundational work just really wasn't there. And you know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Molly and Kelly. Here is a couple that really seems to have fallen out of step with each other. I mean, it's bad. It's been kind of like a mystery as to why, you know, and Kelly, he actually seemed blindsided at times when Molly would let him know that she wasn't in love with him anymore. But we finally get some clarity as to why Molly is so upset. Here's the clip of Molly finally getting it off her chest with the crew by the pool. Send me pictures of this. He sent me pictures of that. We're not engaged. We don't live together. He's in a too expensive apartment that he didn't even put a bed in to make it comfortable for me to come there with my kid. Is he financially contributing to your relationship? No. When you hear this, Petey, what do you want to say to Molly? Because Jovi finally gets it out of her. I would say, how about reflecting on some of the positive things that attracted you to him in the first place? There was some level of foundation on why she was attracted to him. And if she could create some level of awareness for what it was, all right, then why did it change? When she met him, he was full off in his career. Now he's fully retired, 
that's an enormous Huge, difference. Yeah. So what was the original conversation as opposed to now? And did her expectations change and shift with it or not? Was she still stuck on that original? So all of this has to be almost arbitrated with a therapist often because it can get so emotionally charged for them both. Dr. Janie, I mean, how many times have you heard this about people fighting over money? For Molly to feel emotionally secure, does she also need to be financially secure? Because I know a lot of people that need the finance to get the emotional security. No, absolutely. You know, with what we're hearing from Molly and what we know of Molly, that that is one thing that is important to her in that sense that her man is bringing some financial bacon to the table. And there is nothing wrong with that, right? So some people need someone to bring finances to the table, which makes them feel secure, and which also makes them feel like they're contributing to the relationship. But I think what we're also hearing, right, or maybe what we're not hearing is that they weren't on the same page. They have different expectations. And that's That's what we're hearing come out in this clip with with Molly in particular. Dr. Jason, I feel like that's a power struggle. Or is that like a a role that women feel uncomfortable wearing, that they're the ones that are financially the powerhouse in a relationship? A couple of things I, I think about when I hear that clip. One, communication, the lack of it or the poor communication. Dr. Janie mentioned about expectations. I think couples really have an opportunity at the beginning to state their expectations. It's not always going to be 50-50. It could be 80-20, 70-30. But what are you going to do to make up the difference? And these are conversations that you can have in the beginning where you can say, hey, I expect this or I expect that. Um, Finances seem to be taboo for a lot of couples. They like to dance around. They'll talk about everything else, open and honest about a lot of areas. But when it comes to finances, they're closed off. And that could be from their past and how they were raised to to really reflect on money and finances. So we got to sometimes cut through that. But I think uh, a lot of communication skills could work for Molly and Kelly to help them to really talk about these issues and to sit down and have those uncomfortable conversations. This is something that could have been resolved or talked about to see how we can make up the difference. If you're not bringing in this, maybe you're bringing that. Yeah, and things shift and change year to year, right? Sometimes, you know, you're making more money one year and then the next year you're not making as much money. Why is it such a turnoff for so many women when men don't earn as much as they expect? Dr. Janie? You know, when it comes to this issue, you're absolutely right. But sometimes this becomes an issue for women when men are not bringing other things to the table because then the finances then become the highlight, right? So in other areas, they can bring other things to the table and she has to be able to see his worth in other areas. It doesn't necessarily have to be finances. So if he's just sitting home on the couch every day, watching TV and just bringing on his nine to five while she's hustling, of course she's going to get resentful, right? So we have to consider that it's not all about money. It's usually sometimes what is highlighting is the money, but it's the other areas that they may not necessarily be pulling their pulling their weight in. All right, let's talk about another couple that's in a whole world of distress, or it feels that way anyway. We're talking about Kalani and Asuelu. We see Asuelu perform a really cute strip tease for Kalani. It was really kind of funny. And they seem to be having these lighter moments where you see them really connecting. But there are still plenty of underlying issues for this couple. Let's hear what Kalani had to say about the whole situation. As much as I want everything to be back to normal, I don't know if it ever will be. He cheated so much that I just don't know if I could ever forgive him. Dr. Jason, this was one of the more intense situations because, you know, they've got two children here. You did therapy sessions with Kalani. 
How is couples therapy different when there are children involved? Having children really intensifies the situation. Now, it also can help motivate the couples to fight for this marriage. It can keep them engaged and have a sense of why and a sense of purpose. So it can work in both ways. But I just remember a session I just had recently with a young man who is facing a divorce. Very stoic, no emotion. But as soon as the kids were mentioned, tears flowing uncontrollably. We had to stop many times. Kids really change the trajectory of what's happening. It really makes you really reflect on missing them and being around them all the time. So uh, it takes the situation to another level. One thing I also can say that, you know, if the situation is abusive, if there's a toxic relationship, the kids might not be the right motivation. To, to raise kids in that environment, in a toxic environment, is another concern that couples need to face. And as therapists, we need to make that determination or help them to realize the situation is not healthy for the children. Yeah, because how many times have you uh, you heard people say, well, we got kids, we got to try and work it out, Dr. Janie. I mean, we use kids as like the catalyst to stay together when we know it's all falling apart. Dr. Janie? Absolutely. And most times when I hear couples say they're staying together for the kids, I yeah. do look at that as a crutch, right? Because we want those kids to have healthy, happy parents. We want them to see love. We want them to see care. But what sometimes in these situations, they'll see parallel lives, they'll see stress, they'll see arguments, they'll see no love. But yet, when I'm working with adults that say my parents were staying together for us, they're like, I wish they would have got a divorce, right? So we need to remove that and think about the healthy family system and what's good for that foundation, which will be those parents. Because research shows that there are some children that make out better when there's two healthy parents and two healthy households and they're experiencing something that they probably would not have experienced if the parents just stayed together for the kids. And also, Dr. Janie, you know, Kalani says she's like actually disgusted, physically ill. So what's happening inside of her to cause those kinds of reactions? You know, it's very common, Suki, that when women or men, but we're talking about a woman in this case, experiences betrayal trauma, that it affects her health, not only just her mental health, but her body, right? Because we know the trauma and stress stays in your body. So what we hear her talking about really is her digestive system. When you think about, and anyone that's listening can think about it, when you are stressed, you're not sleeping, right? We see insomnia, there's changes in your appetite, we have headaches, we have muscle tension. As she's talking about sick to her stomach, digestive issues. Issues that stress can affect and lead to symptoms like exactly what we're experiencing, what she's saying. And then we also hear, and there's research that supports this. So we know that when you are in a toxic relationship, it's going to affect your body, it's going to affect your physical health. And that's why it's so important to not ignore these, these symptoms, especially if you've went through trauma. Petey, how would you advise someone whose partner says that they want to make it work, but Kalani is like, no, no, no. She is signaling big time that things are not working out. She is. And I think the resignation that we see with Kalani, to me, that feels like exhaustion. She is exhausted. If she's already made that choice consciously or subconsciously that the relationship is over, then Asuela will have to decide. Do I continue or not with doing my own work? That becomes his choice. And we do know that when one partner changes, the other partner's reactions and behaviors have to change as well. We know this. So let him work on what he can control. It will become clear if it is too late or not, if she can feel a sense of rejuvenation 
or not. She may be just done. All right, guys, let's pivot to a couple who really look like they have a fighting chance. And we're talking about Angela and Michael. You know, he lives in Nigeria, still thousands of miles apart. She literally brought the divorce papers to the resort. I couldn't believe that. But then there was this break. There was something important really happened that changed her mind. Let's take a listen to Angela. Baby, I love you so much. You know that. And I'm sorry for everything. Just now hearing him, that's the difference. Mm -hmm. Now I see it Mm -hmm. coming out of his heart and not like a test question Mm -hmm. giving me a right answer. This is the first time I felt like this in a year, that I feel a love still. Mm -hmm. He loves me. You know what I mean? That's Mm -hmm. that's true. Mm -hmm. I don't know, Dr. Jenny. I fall in love with Angela when she becomes vulnerable. You know, she wears her heart on her sleeve. And when you're in therapy with Angela and Michael... What really changed? I mean, she brought the divorce papers to the resort. Talk about putting a veiled threat out there, you know, like, I'm going to divorce you if you don't, you know? What changed? Well, a lot's changed, Suki. And I absolutely enjoyed working with Michael and Angela to be with them on the journey to see their breakthrough. And a couple things that changed, right? So Angela was coming with so much anger and she was holding on to that because that gave her power and strength. So as we move through the therapy process and Angela was able to put down that armor of anger and strength and all the things that she was using to to keep the fire alive in her and she got to a place of vulnerability, there also provoked some change in Michael where he also was able to speak from a place of vulnerability and truth and his authentic nature. And she in that moment was able to hear that. So in those moments where they were both able to put their weapons down and truly hear and see each other. I mean, it's just was just a magical moment. Ultimately, what I've learned from all three of you is that if you can lose your ego during these therapy sessions and become vulnerable and start to communicate, you can really ignite that spark again and find that love and feeling. So let's talk about our listener letter asking the therapists, what about little white lies? We've got Amanda. Hi, this is Amanda. So my question was, why do men lie? They reverse the blame by past issues the woman supposedly had as a way to deter the real present issue. I've been with my boyfriend almost 10 years, and the stupid lies are ruining us. He's been keeping certain things to not get me mad, but in general, making the trust more gone, I don't understand. It's so frustrating and mentally challenging to know you're being lied to, and the person can't open up and be honest. And trust me, my man is a good man. It's just the dumb lies that's going to end it. Thank you. Dr. Jason, what do you think about this? She's been in a relationship for 10 years now, and she's being really forthcoming that these lies are creating real, real cracks in the relationship. So how can she address that with the person she loves? First of all, thank you, Amanda, for that wonderful question. A lot of people lie because they're afraid of the truth. And the truth is the confrontation, the realization of dealing with your emotions, with your past, with your traumas. But what makes lying worse is the gaslighting. Making the person believe what they're saying is not true. It really identifies there's a serious issue with lying. Little white lies multiply and they become bigger issues. So if there's a pattern of little white lies, you can really question the level of trust in the relationship. Petey mentioned about the foundation of trust and honesty. It goes back to that foundation that it was never built. If it was built properly, we wouldn't be talking about little white lies throughout the relationship. It feels like the foundation is a little shaky. Dr. Janie, your thoughts on this? 
There's a couple of things that Amanda can do, and that's starting having some boundaries, the big B, we like big Bs, in order for her to protect herself and understand her self-worth. Because most of the time when people are having those white lies and it's a pattern in their relationship, there's a sense of control. I can control the narrative. I can avoid your reaction by omission, right? All these other things. And that's usually what they brought to the relationship. So Amanda's going to have to establish some boundaries versus just lecturing him and telling him he needs to tell the truth because if that's what he brought to the relationship, that's his healing work to do. She could only provoke it. How do you heal from that? Petey. I mean, it's hard to take accountability for a lot of people. We move right into that denial stage. No, no, it's not that bad. They don't need to know this. They don't need to know everything. There's all kinds of self-talk that goes on. And she has to learn in this situation, it isn't her. This is coming from his issues. This is presenting for her to learn something from it. You know, I work with the soul lessons. This is presenting for her to learn. Maybe she needs to learn to speak her truth. She needs to have her own self-worth emerge. There is a purpose this is presenting. And if she's just going to dump him and move on, it's going to present in another way in the next relationship. Come to a peaceful place, create the healing in this relationship, decide then if it's working for you or not, and then move on. So I feel like we've discussed a lot of things when it comes to cheating, when it comes to healthy relationships, communication. How do you feel about it? I'm going to start off with you, Dr. Jason. If there's like one thing we can take away from all of this and the lessons that we have learned, what do you think they are, Dr. Jason? I would say activity breeds activity. And uh, what I mean by that is the work. You put in the work, you get the results. And if you really care about it, you value this person, this relationship, what they mean to you, you'll be willing to put in the work. You'll be willing to go through moments of sacrifice and to learn how to communicate and learn about conflict resolution and learn about relationship roles. Dr. Janie, you. All the things that you want from your relationship, from your life, we can't do that until we are able to really look in the mirror and say, what is going on with me? Because the relationships truly are a mirror. And it's not necessarily even sometimes about the other person. It's about what's happening inside of us. And it's an opportunity to grow and to heal so we can be our best self and you can truly get the things that you want in this life. Petey. I think, Suki, what I took away from this experience the most is my admiration for these couples and their ability to be vulnerable. They decided to be vulnerable in our sessions, in our group sessions, in our individual sessions. That takes so much courage. It really, really does. And they were invested. I want answers. I think the thing that just overwhelmed me is how much they kept asking, even after we were doing our sessions with them, can I have another session with this person? Their level of motivation and intention was huge. That's going to create healing every time. With romantic relationships being so formative in our lives, it's important to know if the partners we have are ready and willing to go the distance. I want to thank our 90-day therapist, Dr. Janie Lacey, Dr. Jason Pentegrass, and Petey Silvera. It has been absolutely wonderful having you guys here to share your insights, your wisdom, and really what it takes to have a successful relationship. As the 90-day couples wrap up their last therapy session, 
At the end of the day, we all hope that this experience helps bring them together and helps keep them together. But the fun isn't over on this podcast. No, no, no. The real work happens when the bags are packed and the couples go home. And Yara and Jovi are going to join us in our season finale to see if therapy made their relationship thrive, if they really need to do another push in the right direction with more therapy, or is it truly time to call it quits? I want to thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Sukanya Krishnan. You can call me Suki. The 90 Day Last Resort Sessions is produced by TLC and Sony Music Entertainment. TLC and WBD executive producers are Cameron Curtis and Margaret Kelly. The executive producers are Sarita Wesley and Jasmine Henley-Brown. Our senior producers are Medina Parwana, and our producers for this episode are Samara Lenga and Jada Abdul-Malik. Engineering is done by Sam Baer, and our production manager is Tamika Balance-Kalasny. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.